This episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by Tobacco Mart in Paso Robles, California. If you live in Central California, then Tobacco Mart is the one-stop shop for you to go and get everything that you need smoking essential-wise. They even have CBD dabs in there right now. That's real. These are rosin dabs of sorts. They look a little rosiny. And you dab them up. Straight CBD, get yourself medicated. They also have the largest supply of blunt wraps, papers, pipes, bubblers, grinders, bongs, all kinds of shit. Everything you need. And if you tell them that the Natural Habitat Podcast sent you, you get 30% off anything in the store. Not tobacco products, but everything else, all right? So let them know that we sent you. They've been supporting us for a long time, and we ain't forgot about them. So we're going to show some love for them. We're also brought to you by Lighter Bro. You might have heard about them in recent episodes, but Lighter Bro is an attachment that you put your Bic lighter into or Cricut lighter. They fit either one. And it adds a plethora of tools to your lighter. So you have scissors on there. You got a bottle opener on the bottom. You got a little screwdriver that, you know, doubles as a poker to clean out your bowls. You have a... uh, a flathead screwdriver slash knife that doubles as a uh, a tool to dab with, a little dab tool. Boop, right in there. And then uh, the logo on the front, that is 100% stainless steel, I imagine. <laughs> and the logo is laser etched, so you can use that as a carb cap. You don't have to worry about any of the paint coming off or anything weird happening. That's laser etched in there with a laser that's put in there with the future of technology lasers all right we all watched star wars when we were kids and we were like wow man i can't wait until lasers are real now they are and lighter bro is capturing the technology of the laser and using it to engrave their products which are pretty dope they sent us a whole bunch of them i've had one on my lighter for a while now and i don't know what i've been doing without it so go to lighterbro.com let them know that we sent you maybe you'll get hooked up with something free uh today Bill got a new tattoo, two new tattoos, actually, two tattoos, and we're going to talk about those, get into the history of tattoos, and uh, and have a little fun. So here we go. Let's do this. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, NH Podcast, or NH Podcast Live on Twitter, and uh, and yeah, there it is. YouTube also. Okay, I'm done. Ed Ed Hardy, Bard Hardy. Uh, yeah, that's Ed Hardy's brother. He's the guy who does all the real cool jacket work. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> is that a real fact? <laughs> Why are we not recording? <laughs> we are. We are. <laughs> Good. Okay. Um, well, we are. Well, we need to stop. So we go have a cigarette first. Damn okay. it. Okay. We will be <laughs> right back. Six minutes later. Uh, all right. Yeah, there we are. Well, here we are. We are back. We are broadcasting to you live today um, from the uh, 2017 Winter Wonderland Explosion Tattoo Expo of the Stars in Interna international extravaganza oh i missed that international extravaganza in california of america and the world and uh this is a festival that goes on every year um and we uh we decided that we would come here and you know explore the art of tattooing celebrate tattoos in uh in in culture and also uh also, you know, kind of soak up the environment. Yeah. Yeah, so this is the Natural Habitat Podcast. My name is Mikey Booyah. I'm William Waffles. He was taking a bong load right when I did the introductions. And uh, thank you for joining us out there. We, uh, we are in here in a, uh, in a, in a little, little room, I guess you would call this. It's, it's almost like a greenhouse, like a little glass room that, yeah. that we are in. It is canceling a lot of the noise from this expo, but we but can still see. But we can not all of it. But we can still see everything that's happening. So mm -hmm. I could I could see right there, uh, Bob Hardy or whoever it was that you were talking about mm -hmm. earlier. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of famous artists here. Tim Burton has a stand. He's giving out tattoos, slang, and Jack tats. Yep. And. Um, uh, I think I saw Bruce Willis somewhere earlier. Yeah, Bruce Willis is walking around playing harmonica. Just, you know, serenading people. Because, you know, you if you have a tattoo, then you know that sometimes getting a tattoo is a long and painful process. You're, you're sitting in one spot. You can't move. You get uncomfortable. The repetitiveness of the, the razor blade needle on wherever you're getting tattooed. This could be a five to six hour event and yeah. you know it's it's hard to stay entertained to keep your mind active hopefully you'll have a cool tattoo artist that's you know good at conversation you guys get along because that helps a lot it really does but uh you know bruce willis is out here and when when he sees someone that's getting tattooed and is looking a little uncomfortable looking a little pained a little strained like they don't want to be in this moment, then he goes over and he serenades them with harmonica. So we we all <laughs> we all know Bruce Willis is famous for his harmonica playing, mm -hmm. and uh, and I think that's a great service that he's doing because he's wicked on the old blow box. <laughs> that's what they say. That's actually his tagline when you. If if you were to get Bruce Willis's you know portfolio or whatever for a movie, it would have his headshot, it would have his information and his birthday and his height and weight, and then it would have his tagline, which is, what is it? Uh, amazing on the blow box. Yeah, I think it was something else on the blow box. Uh, but fantastic, uh, a wizard, incredible. a wizard on the blow box. A wizard on the blow box. <laughs> He's a pinball wizard and also <laughs> a jukebox hero. 
Yep. So let's give it up to Bruce Willis. A little bit of this for Brucey. Mm -hmm. All right. And as of the time of this recording, no allegations about molestation for Bruce Willis. So he's good. Right? Yeah, he's a nice guy. Right? Good job, Bruce Willis. Nice guy. So um, here at... Uh, oh, I mean, John 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 McClane's a good old... Good old good man. Yeah, he's an American, and he's married. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Happily. Well, no. It wasn't great. He's a divorced American. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but didn't they get back together at the end of the first one? I, I don't know. I'm just remembering the last one oh, where no. he was all, like, grumpy, spying on his daughter in college. Oh, with a vengeance? Sure. Maybe, I, possibly? Yeah. Okay. Let's I think maybe it was three ago. I don't know. Maybe not the last one. I haven't seen a, a Bruce Willis film in quite a while. Let's go through all the diehards real quick. We got Die Hard. Then we got Die Hard Two Furious. Yep. Then we got uh, then we got Die Hard, the one with the city. And then we got Die Five. No, Die Four. No. Yeah. No, the fourth the fourth one is just called Die, and then it's Die Five, and then Die Hard with a Vengeance is the sixth one and then the last one is 007 die another day i've seen the one with his daughter but not his son <laughs> there's one with his son too yeah there's one with his son too like there's there's a shitload of die hard movies way, way too many if you ask me <laughs> well I, excuse me did, did you just say too many die hard movies i did yeah too many die hard movies <laughs> With 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 Bruce Willis. Here, look. This is what this is what we're gonna do right now. Is I am gonna use the power of the internet and I am gonna Google Die Hard movies and we're gonna get to the bottom of this. Cause I'm gonna find out which ones I really stand behind. <laughs> so there's Die Hard, 1988, which I think is that's the classic. You know, the Christmas movie takes the limo to his wife's work. We got the terrorists, yeah. the one. I mean, that, that's that, that's a Christmas staple in my household. Uh huh. The one that's parodied all over the place. Yeah. Okay. Then we have Die Hard Two in 1990. That was two years later. Also a solid film. Yeah. Now Die Hard with a Vengeance was five years later in 1995. Okay. Now I that's an okay film. Yeah, I want to say that one was still good. Then we have Live Free or Die Hard. Yeah. In 2007. I like, I, I like that one. I don't think I even saw that one. That's the one with his daughter. And then in 2013, there was <clears throat> A Good Day to Die Hard. Yeah. So it's like... That's the one I don't think I've seen. They're trying to be like all, all like witty with their titles, but they're not even good. No. That's what they settled on? A Good Day D to Die Hard. D die Hard. Die Hard 2. Die hard with a vengeance. Die hard or live free, die hard. Or yeah. that's it. It's or die hard. Live free or die hard. Yeah, live free Not or and die hard. die hard. Yeah, it's or. I thought it was and always. Live free and die hard. <laughs> yeah, I guess that, yeah. that would work too. Yeah. Uh-huh. See? And then uh, they're all over a the good place. day to a good day to die hard. How about this? How about this? Uh uh die hard nearly killed her <laughs> <laughs> there's a title 
<laughs> and I think it's better than a good day to die hard. Die hard nearly killed her. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, as I as I said earlier, we are here at this tattoo festival. I can't remember the name of it, <laughs> but but it, but I lost the paper. The, the, the intergalactic. Wait, hold on. I actually National I found Federation the Federation of Tattooing Conventions, globally, worldwide entertainment, undisputed championship of Ink Lang. That's right. That's what it is. See, I totally forgot, but luckily I found the paper and it was in front of you. So I had, I had put the paper in front of you. Yes. So thank you for reading that. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> we uh, were here and you actually got a tattoo at this festival or two tattoos, I would say. Dose. See. Is that right? Yes, Do I got two. Now, what was the name of your artist? Um, if you want to give a shout out to your artist or if it was Tim Burton, you know, <laughs> let the people it, know. His name was Inky Slinky. Inky Slinky. Yeah. Was there a Slinky involved at all in the process? No, nah, but he had one sitting on his booth. Okay. Well, then, yeah, that, I would say that's involved in the process. Okay. Then Definitely. Yeah. So, um, so what? tell us about these tattoos you got. Um, I got two, two runic stives which are essentially uh, magic warning symbols. Uh, one is the Viking compass, and it was usually carved onto boats um, for guidance and not to be able to be lost in even the darkest of storms. Uh -huh. And then the other one is the Helm of Awe. Um, it is essentially to uh, fear, bring fear into your enemy's eyes. And uh, some dudes would get it tattooed on them, uh, but for the most part, it was something that would be painted on a forehead or a face when going into battle. Crazy. Right? That's savage. Yeah, they're pretty dope looking, too. I mean, they're like a bunch of straight lines and squigglies and shit. And you got these right on right on your inner forearms, which, yeah. which you know, if I, if, I were to, uh, if I were to explain the placement of them for people who can't see it because this is audio, think uh, Beverly Hills Ninja in the beginning where they're doing their ninja training and uh, they have to lift up the burning cauldron with their forearms and it gives them the, the branding tattoo. Do you remember this? <laughs> yes, it's, a, it's in a very similar spot. <laughs> that's where they are. So anybody that's maybe seen that's that Maybe that's why movie, they are there. Maybe anyone that's seen that, you can visualize where they are on Bill. And, uh, and I think that you should... Uh, you have the pictures of them. You sent them to me. I think I'll use that as the uh, the artwork for this episode. Word. So that picture of tattoos that you saw when you were like, oh, what's this tattoo episode of the Natural Habitat podcast? I'll listen to it. That is the tattoos we're talking about. Yep, that's some fresh ink. Boom. So that's fresh. That's dope. Yeah. Uh, I really like it. I like the symbolism behind it. Uh, it's, you know, that, that Viking, Nordic, Icelandic shit is like you've been into it forever. Uh -huh. So it's true to you. It expresses you. It has, you know, good meaning in your life. And uh, I think it's a solid work, a solid piece. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. See, I wish I, wish I would have waited till I was 30 to get some of my tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, for, for people who may or may not have seen it, I have the word God <laughs> tattooed on my arm, right on my outer forearm where everyone could see all the time. Bro. Bro, it doesn't beat my father. 
Yeah. Right here, like right on the meat of your your forearm, uh-huh. like on the front, but out on the backside. He got Bill tattooed, B I L L in cursive. And this was this was this was years years before I was born. Wow, decades before I was born. <laughs> he got his own name tattooed on his arm. <laughs> okay, that's that's pretty that's pretty bad. It's his only tattoo. <laughs> his only tattoo just says his name, Bill. <laughs> Man, that's good. See, we could do a, we could do a whole episode on bad tattoos, on just ridiculous ideas. Okay, so check this out. Uh, Terry brought it up to me the other day. Matt, Fat Matt, always talked about this tattoo he saw. Um, some dude was like getting tattooed, and he's all like. Yeah, man, I want like a Swiss army knife. And the guy's like, all right, cool. I'm going to do like, I'm going to do like a knife and I'm going to do like this and that in it. And the guy's like, yeah, man, you know, do do whatever, make it interesting. I want it unique. Right. Uh huh. So the guy lets him tattoo him and then he gets up and looks at it and it's a fucking Swiss army knife with a goddamn crab claw coming out of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like the size of the Swiss Army <laughs> knife. It's a fucking huge tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right? That's crazy. Well, it's his own fault. He told him to take liberty with it. Yeah. Right? You don't Yeah, you don't let you don't anybody do else. That. Yeah, you want you want your artwork on you to reflect you. And I mean, even even my god tattoo symbolizes something I was going through when I got the tattoo. So, you know, you, at least you have that memory attached to it. I I have a skull and crossbones on a fucking pot leaf. (laughs) I mean, this is not a great tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) No, but the symbolism. Yeah. The the symbolism's there, but I mean, physically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's what back to my original point that I think that you should be 30 (laughs) before you even start getting tattoos because you have a way better grasp on what you want on you. Yeah. Instead of being like, put this, give me that, give me this. I don't care. Blah, blah, blah. Well, see, yeah. Um, that, the, the pot leaf was my youngest. And then the, uh, the 40, the, the 85, uh, huh. that I was what? 29. Yeah. So the 85, <laughs> 58. Yeah. Sorry. I, I was looking at it. <laughs> You don't even remember. You remember your own highway sign you got tattooed on you. I never fucking look at it, dude. <laughs> I never see that piece of ink. Yeah, you're right. I only see. I only see like, on average, eighty percent of the pot leaf. Yeah, and that's what my my best tattoo. My I guess my two best tattoos, which is my wraith tattoo on my back, and then my yeah. my clown tattoo on my side. I ne- I never see them. I never. <laughs> I never enjoy them. I never. I'm. I'm not a walk around with my shirt off type of guy. So I never right. get a like. I never get to show them off. So I. I got crappy tattoos when I was young, in very extremely visible places like my arms and hands. And then I was like, I'm gonna get better tattoos, but I'm gonna get them under my clothes. So I just still <laughs> look like I have horrible tattoos. We we kind of we we kind of half assed the opposite of that. Yeah. My crappy tattoos are covered up by, by clothes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, these aren't, 
these aren't fancy by any means. It's it's essentially a bunch of line work. Yeah, but they're clean. They're clean. Yeah. There are a couple of mess ups, but like I told the dude when we started, you know, um, my tattoos are not only part of me, but they're part of you. Uh huh. You're the one doing it. I'm not sitting here doing this myself. So, I mean, you, 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 there's a there's a squiggle that's fucked up, and a couple of these lines aren't just just right. And to me, that's character. Yeah. You know what I mean? I If they were like, take the picture and fucking print it on my arm. It'd be like a little too machined. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you can tell someone physically did this. Yeah. You know? And that that's what I really like about it. Which soon it's like, I don't, I don't really see a need for tattoo artists in the next hundred years because you figure you could just automate a tattoo machine. You don't want no machine tattooing you, bro. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But, Fuck no. <laughs> but it's like if someone could make this machine and, you know, run a thousand trial tests on, you know, on leather, tattooing on leather or on an orange or whatever things do that's, and then everything works and then it starts getting trialed out and they could see, do different what, shadings. Always been a big, that's always been a big problem for me. Um, like I was saying, you know, I didn't even really know this tattoo guy, we, but... We, you know, we had some conversations, you know, we, we kind of discussed some big points, you know, had us a couple of cigarettes together Yeah, and, and that allowed me to kind of understand who he was. You know, when, when I got the road sign, you know, that, that was, that was from Nick and that, that artist meant something to me. Yeah. You know, I'm not looking to. I wasn't looking for, yo, check out this banger tattoo, everybody. I was like, no, my boy did this. And it's something that personally means something on uh-huh. both ends. So, you know, tattoos are not just the person who's getting them. They're very much so the person who's giving it. Mm-hmm. And if you get to the point where you're having machines pump out tattoos, then I think you're losing the majority of a meaning of what a tattoo has to hold and offer. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying that that I think that that should be the case with, uh, with tattoo machines. But I'm just saying like with the, with the technology curve and everything becoming automated that, you know, a lot of people, there's a lot of people that don't feel like we do about tattooing and the connection. And if they could, if they could get, you know, a five hour piece done in an hour by a machine, then they're going to be all about it because they want to be in and out they want to. God, that would hurt so fucking bad. They want to use the cool technology. Yeah, imagine how raw it would be. Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, you know, I I definitely agree that a lot of it is the artist because when you look at your tattoos, you think about when you got it, and when you got it, you were you were intimate with this person. You were close to them. They were fucking all up on you and moving you around, and you guys were talking. You guys got to know each other. So you have that memory, that friendship. And, you know, nowadays, besides podcasting, there's really not a lot of times when you can have hours of conversation on end with one person. You know what I mean? Everyone's busy. Everyone's moving around. People are on their phones. People are, you know, doing this, doing that. There's multiple people around. So you'll be bouncing between conversations. But... Just a one-on-one, yeah. one-on-one with someone. Like human interaction is what we all 
we all we all like you know uh we all uh what's the word i like i'm looking for we all feed off of that crave yeah we all crave human interaction and it's positive for everyone so to have that back and forth that's going to stick in your mind and then when someone sees a tattoo one of the first things they say is who did that where'd you get it yeah exactly yeah then you go so and so at this shop it's it's like a tam time stamp on your life yeah so so uh i have i have a bunch of uh a bunch of cool information that i've found on this pamphlet they've been handing out at this tattoo expo uh let me see that paper real quick there you go. It's called uh, the Extravaganza Get 'em Up, Pimp 'em Up, Pimp Your Skin 100% Tattoo Festival of the Gods in California, uh, United States, which used to be Mexico. And um, uh, it just says uh, a bunch at the end of the flyer. And then at the bottom it says mm-hmm. uh, today only, tomorrow also. Festival. So we're here at this festival, and I have some of these, uh, some of this information on this pamphlet, and I found out that tattoos date back at least eight thousand years, if not yeah. longer. Uh, there was an old Peruvian mummy that had a mustache tattoo, so apparently he couldn't grow a mustache and was upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, it uh, it comes from the word. The Anglo word "tatal," which means marked, and that was, uh, you know, people would see, you know, uh, tribes or you know Egyptians that would be tattooed and marked up, and they would call them scarred or painted or stained, and then yeah. it eventually turned into tattooing. And I found out that uh, Queen Victoria had a tattoo of a tiger fighting a python that was really yeah that was hidden so a lot of like ain't like a lot of old victorians like had victorians is that no queen victoria Uh, a lot of old uh whatever you know victorian era yeah the victorian era right because of the houses the victorian houses (laughs) is this right either way hey um interlude uh huh. What kind of weed you smoking on? Who me? Yeah, you. Who me? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know because I'm smoking out of this jar that is labeled old food. <laughs> 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 because, because I had like a few nugs from from like some old strains that I had left over, so I took them out of my out of my regular jar and put them in this new jar. And then I put a piece of tape on it and I wrote old food because it's a joke about, uh, I forget what it's from, but it's like, give mittens food. And then he's like, mittens has food in her bowl. And he goes, that's old food. <laughs> <laughs> it's like from Family Guy or American Dad or something. Oh, I already have a snap in my bowl. Holy shit. So it, it's either like Hammerhead OG or Girl Scout or Deadhead. One of the three. What are you smoking on? I am smoking on one of my two favorite flowers. Uh, this one is kosher tangy. Oh. <coughs> the other one is um, mango. 
nice. Yes. <coughs> Very nice. <coughs> it's almost uh, it's almost 2018. <coughs> and then it is. Then we're going to be fully legal like you guys, and stores are going to start popping up. Yeah. I can't wait. Oh, see, that's... No, 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 no. It's not about stores, my man. What's it about? The local farmer's markets. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right, huh? I'm telling you. Yeah, and we already have those. You just need your your 215, but now it's going to be anybody 21 and over can go. Yep. Yeah, that's going to be off the hook. That's where it's at. All right, that's where I'm going to be going. Thanks for the heads up. So... Have you, you have you ever heard of Oatsy the Iceman? I think so, yes. So Oatsy the Iceman was discovered in 1991. There was uh, some hikers on this mountain um, in the Oatsiel Alps. And they found a body of this dude. It was dated back 53,000 years. And they had determined that he had been murdered by an arrow to the back. <coughs> he was about 45 years old. And he had 61 tattoos. So, I think currently this is the oldest... Well, no, this is 53,000 years. And tattooing was on, like, old clay pots and stuff. There was... There was old pots and pottery that were human figures that were tattooed. So it kind of, you know, uh, it, skin, skin, skin is super hard to preserve. Yeah. It's like it deteriorates so quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but this dude, Otsi was, was encased Fro- in a glacier. Frozen. Yeah. Yeah. He was encased in ice. So all of his shit was gravy for the most part. And they did a bunch of scans and x-rays and found out a bunch of crazy shit about him, which uh, I'm going to go over. One is that uh, he had a bunch of uh, he had a bunch of parasites in his stomach. He had whipworm. And hmm. he also had a H pylori which is like that weird stomach virus yeah stomach bacteria stuff and then uh he carried this fungus with him that was called the piptorophus bellionis and if you eat the fungus it causes diarrhea and they think that he was using it to treat his whipworm because the diarrhea would get rid of the parasite eggs. And it also had antibiotic properties. So he had a bunch of these things. So wait, were, what part of the world is this in? Uh, let's see. He had a bunch of these things on fucking, on like a leather strap that was strapped around him. So it was almost like a little first aid kit, like a little medic- medical kit. Uh, this is in... Southern Austria. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's uh, a mountain range in Italy. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
so he had this medicine type shit. He has the oldest tattoos in the world that we found preserved. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know exactly who we're talking about now. Yeah. He, uh, he had all kinds of like crazy tools and fucking awesome shit. He had, uh, one of the things that was dope was he had a little canister made out of birch tree, birch bark, and yeah. he could hold charcoal embers in there for like hours. So he would take an ember from his fire, put it in that thing, close it up, pop it on his belt or whatever, like Batman. And then when he got to his next camp, he would just pour it out and use it to start a fire. Yep. So this dude was a boss. Uh, and one of the crazy things is that, you know, there's a common, there's a common thread when you come across, you know, mummy type things. And that is the curse of the mummy. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Now, people, breaking a tomb, breaking a tomb or an ancient seal of any type brings brings bad juju, bad karma, bad luck, whatever you'd like to think. It's yeah. just, it's just not a good thing to ever break an old seal. Yeah, and they're all protected by you know the the shamans and mythical people of their time. They did everything that they believed in to uh, to protect this thing. And I'm a believer that you know if if you believe that something i think that there's a placebo effect that goes beyond medicine like like voodoo you know if someone does a voodoo curse on you and if you believe that their voodoo curse can hurt you then you will give yourself symptoms of a curse very much so yeah so uh i think that you know there's a lot of power behind these people that protected these tombs and there's uh there's five people that were connected to Otsi at least that died okay. after being in contact with him. One of the tourists who initially spotted him died falling off the side of a mountain. Uh are these are these documented fact? Yeah, these are fact deaths. Okay. So you, of, you know me, being the skeptic, I will always ask. Yeah, I know. It, this, are, are these facts or are these just this, hearsay? This is from <laughs> this is from mentalfloss.com, which is a pretty reputable, solid site. Did did did, did you go to uh, Snoops or something and look up the Snopes? Snopes, Snoops, Snop whatever the fuck. The guy who runs Snopes has like a like a like a twenty year old girlfriend that's all high on coke and they party all the time. So I don't trust him anymore. Oh. Uh. No, I I trust him. <laughs> I still trust him. He's not a bad guy. People people do coke. Uh, so the tourist who initially spotted Iceman allegedly died falling off the side of a mountain. Is that better? Thank, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, an alpine guide who airlifted the mummy out allegedly died in an avalanche. A journalist who filmed the recovery of the mummy. Died of a brain tumor. A forensic expert who touched Otzi with its bare hands died in a car crash en route to a conference to talk about the mummy. And the head of the research team at Innsbruck University died of multiple sclerosis. 
which you know <laughs> doesn't seem like a cursy kind of kind of death. <laughs> it seems you know like natural. Multiple sclerosis. Yeah. So I got uh, it from the zombie mommy. <laughs> mommy zombo. Uh, mm, so I've uh, come to get with a scrolleosaurus. <laughs> 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 it's like what? What did you? What did you say? <laughs> Scrolloza. You're gonna give me what? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Yep. So, so, uh, so that might that might not be connected. It might be <laughs> okay. But I do know that there was a lot of deaths around him, but also people die. Yeah, a lot of those, I mean, like, the Sherpa died in an avalanche. Yeah. He's a Sherpa. Yeah, and the and the hiker <laughs> the hiker fell off a mountain. He's a hiker. <laughs> right? I mean... Yeah. Like, these are, de- these are deaths that portray people and their actions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so nobody really knows what his tattoos were. A lot of them were lines, and they think that it could have been an ancient form of you know, acupuncture or medicine or something like that. But, uh, why I have, um, I have this, I have this list of different, different That's uses all, folks. for tattoos because tattoos didn't used to be a positive form of expression. It used to be a negative thing. Very much so. And, uh, I know that like in, in Japan, they would tattoo the face of criminals so that you would know right away if they were a criminal or not. Um, Greeks and Romans would punish people with tattoos. They would, I mean, tattoos would be the punishment. So for for whatever crime, you would have to get a tattoo and you would get marked. Um, Crusaders would get the cross tattooed on them, the Jerusalem cross, so that if they died in battle, they could get a Christian burial. And then, you know, the there was obviously Auschwitz and the tattoos of the yeah. numbers. And I think that's that's like a good symbolism because now there's relatives of Holocaust survivors that have their, you know, grandparents or great grandparents numbers tattooed on their arms. The same as them to you know symbolize what they went through and it kind of shows that you know people took the tattoo we took this thing that was negative and we were like no we're going to take that and that's going to be ours and we're going to turn it into a positive form of expression and appreciation and artistic you know value and all this shit so right uh that's i think it's super fresh i found out that Super fresh. There's a lot of meanings for tattoos. You know, uh, a lot of symbolism behind them. There's a stereotypical, you know, sailor with an anchor tattoo. But you only got an anchor tattoo if you cross the Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. And then if you cross the equator, then you got a turtle tattoo. So that showed how experienced you were at sea. And then Japanese criminals, they also did a form of the, uh, of the Auschwitz take back the tattoo when they would get tattooed and then the samurai ended up forming into the Yakuza 
they were like, fuck this. We're going to get crazy tattooed all over our bodies. <laughs> so then you have the, the full body Yakuza tattoo. Yeah. Which was much like yours to strike fear into your opponent. Mm hmm. And, you know, because if it was, you know, you see a tattoo on someone, that means that they're a criminal. If there's two tattoos on someone, that means they're a double offender. They did two different crimes of different, you know, severity. And mm -hmm. you would, and you would stay away from them. You'd cross the street. You wouldn't let them in your shop or whatever. I'm not sure how it worked then. But, <laughs> but, uh, so they were like, we'll go all the way. If I have a hundred tattoos, then I must be one of the scariest people ever. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is, uh, which is good thinking. It is. Yeah. Tattoos scare me. Right. I have tattoos. I think they're cool. But I mean, you, you take the same big ass dude who's like wearing a hoodie, come and try and jump me in the alleyway, as opposed to the same, same big ass dude who's bare chested, covered in tattoos, trying to mug me in the alleyway. Uh huh. The dude with the tattoos is far more frightening. Yeah. If he, if he's huge and scary, but. It used even to, small, it, even a small little skinny feller, dude. For me, not anymore. Tattoos aren't as scary as they used to be. Like I would see, I would, I used to see a guy with a bunch of crazy face tattoos and I'd be like, you know what? Let's just not fuck with that guy ever <laughs> and just let him do his other fucking weird thing with his face tattoos. And then I'll live my life without face tattoos <laughs> because he will most likely, you know, beat the shit out of me if I even, you know, if I were to say anything that he took negatively like i instantly turn into a bitch when i see a guy with face tattoos but then in the past like maybe five years it's become a thing to where like just the softest people have face tattoos so well, so well, you I'll had to say someone. that right before i was gonna say this i was thinking about getting one right here <laughs> right on your cheek yeah right underneath a, your eye another runic stave it's essentially Wow, I can't believe I just thought of this, but do you remember the movie The Mummy? Yeah. And the the Egyptian dude that had the two tattoos under his eyes? Uh-huh. It's very similar design to that, a little more drawn out though. Okay. But All I thought right. about getting that right in the same spot kind of. See, you could. And I didn't even I didn't even realize about that dude until I was just telling you about that. <laughs> so I would have been real disappointed with that yep. as soon as that. They would have been like, "What are you, the mummy?" <laughs> <laughs> Right? I'm like, like shit. Fuck. <laughs> Fucked now. Yeah. This scares nobody. <laughs> but yeah, now, uh, like for me at least, face face tattoos are no longer intimidating whatsoever, because I feel like the person that got them was either I, either comfortable enough financially to where they don't care, so they have a face tattoo, and it's not like I've given up on life because I'm a criminal, so I have face tattoos. Cause that's the scary thing because those people are unpredictable. That guy will stab you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, he will. Yeah. So, but now He'll stab you, take your wallet and then stab you again. But now it's like this. If I see a guy that has like LA tattooed on his cheek and then like some fucking tribal <laughs> thing on his eyebrow and then like some shit over here, or like some chin tattoo and Yo, what up Tyson? Then I go, okay, either he's, he's stupid or he works at a tattoo shop. And I mean, if you're a tattoo artist and if you're a good tattoo artist, you can get face tattoos or, all day. That'll just fucking, or, that'll, or, or, or you work at a barista in Portland. Very true. Or that. So there's a lot of jobs now where you can have face tattoos. Yeah. Surprisingly. So it's like, when I see it now, it's like, I, it's not even, 
I'll, I'll punk that guy. I'll be like, what's up, bitch? And fucking like punk my shit. I don't do that. Mother- what's up, motherfucker? Fuck your little LA shit. Yeah. And then I'll pull out like a, an airsoft gun and I'll be like, I wish this was real. And then I'll, <laughs> and then I'll pull it. Bam. Right in his face. And he's not going to do anything. Man, so I didn't even know Little Windex put out like tracks. Fucking Little Windex. <laughs> he's cleaning up the rap game. Uh yeah he does and <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I don't, don't want to talk about Lil Windex <laughs> no I'm sorry it's just it's Lil Windex he's cleaning up the rap game what the fuck's going up there did you know that from 1961 to 1997 1997 tattoos were illegal in New York what yeah ill E gal, illegal, huh? <laughs> Ill gal. Do you remember her? <laughs> I do. That was gross. <laughs> <laughs> I look. I looked her up recently because because any time that I say illegal, I say it. I say it like that. Ill e gal, and yeah. she was like some juggalo rapper back in the day, like fifteen years ago. Uh, and uh, and I want to say we saw her live somewhere, right? I- I think so. Yeah, I want to say that she opened for someone somewhere. And we were like, that's uh, illegal. And it was like this whole thing. And we would just like kind of laugh at her name. And then uh, now still to this day, 15 years later, illegal is what I say. And then me uh, and Michelle and I will just laugh about it. And then I was, like, I was like, I wonder what she's doing. And I looked it up and she's fucking still, she's still making music, still making videos. Ah, of course she is. 45 years old, out there killing what else, it. What, what else is she going to do? Got the Get same dress. fucking Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I we don't know. We shouldn't, we shouldn't assume that she doesn't already work at Walmart. <laughs> You're right. I mean, <laughs> you got to, you got to present <laughs> an right. image. Got to present an image online. <laughs> Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, illegal in New York. That's what we were talking about. Yes. And uh, do you know who? Uh, do you know who invented the modern day tattoo machine? Hey, somebody in prison. Technically, <laughs> it was. <laughs> Technically, it was Thomas Edison that invented it. Oh, I knew that somewhere in my head. Thomas Edison and all of his inventions, he invented the stencil machine. And it was it was to, you know, some sort of needle and motorized kind of so you could do it on fabric or on some sort of thing. I'm not sure. And then Samuel O'Reilly, like 10 years later, added the yeah. tube and ink reservoir and made it into a tattoo gun for the form of tattooing. And then that's, ah. that started the whole tattoo revolution. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's cool how, you know, when we were kids and we got tattoos, people were like, what are you going to think when you're old and you have tattoos? What's that going to be like? And it's like, it's going to be like everybody else our yeah. age that's old and has tattoos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know what's funny is that kids don't have tattoos anymore. No, my little brother's wanted to get one. But he he's always talked about getting matching tattoos. But he doesn't have any yet, right? No. See no, that? no, 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 no. He tattooed himself. Oh, really? He 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 like tattooed some dots or something on his hand and then right on right above his knee on his thigh, he tattooed some girl's name. That doesn't count. <laughs> That's 
Did he do it like stabbing himself with a needle over and over again? Or did he do it with, I, a, with a gun? I'm not sure. Yeah. I think I think it was a gun. See, I'm, it was like it was pretty thick. I remember when I was when I was like a teenager and we would make make our own tattoo guns. And then everyone uh, would everyone would tattoo each other. And it would just be made out of like a pen and a guitar string and a fucking uh like a tape. It was like a cassette tape motor. Yeah. Yeah, that was savage. And uh like nowadays, you know, like people that are in their in their like early 20s, like 19, 20, 21, they don't yeah. have they don't have any tattoos, but they want a tattoo and they're like, "Oh, I want a tattoo of this, but I want to like make sure that I, you know, really know what I want and that I get a good artist and like blah blah blah." They're not as impulsive and it seems like you know, we were the generation that was just like we're the, we're the generation. We're the test bunnies. Our generation is the reason why tattoos are accepted in society yeah. as much as they are today. Yeah, but we definitely overdid it, and yeah, <laughs> and yeah. We, we were the generation that went gung ho and we're like everybody's getting tattoos everywhere. And then now I think that people are more conscious with their tattoo decisions and what they get. So, oh, I mean, dude, I go it's look weird at to a see fucking, it change. I go look at a pipe like six, seven times before I buy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's how I am with my smoking utensil. Yeah. So imagine your tattoo. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah, I think that, you know, there's less tattoos, but there's more good tattoos. If that makes sense. It does. It yeah. does. And it's becoming more of a, I think it's evening out to where, you know, people are going to have the right amount of tattoos to express themselves, who they are. Getting them older is, you know, a better idea, like I said. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Because your frontal cortex doesn't even turn on until you're like in your mid to late 20s. Dude, dude, if I started getting tattoos when I was younger, I would be riddled, simply riddled with some of the worst, like, ICP tattoos. What is that, a personal stab? <laughs> no, 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 Mikey. You're, uh, the majority of yours aren't bad. Yeah, yeah. They're not great. Mm -hmm. They're not like, damn, look at that. But you see it, you don't go. Yeah, tattoo. I've seen some really bad tattoos. Right, <laughs> really bad. In the way, in my mentality that I was, I would have just let anybody tattoo anything. You would have let someone try to like freehand Shaggy Tudo's face paint on you. <laughs> yeah, on like my entire chest. Yeah, without even looking at a picture, they're like, I yeah. remember what it looks like, and they'll just kind of do their own version of it. Yeah, and it's see, all no. lopsided and shit. Yeah. I used to make a lot of real bad decisions. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I tried to keep permanent things away. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's like my, my piercings have all kind of healed up <laughs> for the most part. So, mm -hmm. yep. yeah. <laughs> See, I got, I have zero piercings. Really? Zero piercings and like 15 tattoos. And you've never had a piercing? Never. Okay. Never, I never even got my ear pierced or like had a piercing that closed up or anything. Nothing. 
used to pierce right here. I can't hear you. On your neck? Yeah, I used to pierce right here. Yeah. Back in like high school for the fucking safety pin. Weird. And uh, I pierced my own lip a couple of times, but fucked it up and got it professionally done. Yeah. And then I uh, I got my septum pierced in Mississippi. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember, that was gnarly. <laughs> I remember your like bull ring. <laughs> yep. I get, I, it's, it's like a perfect now. I can take a sewing needle and still fit it through. Nice. So like out of nowhere, I'll just be like, hey, guys. And they're all like, ah. That's pretty sweet. It is. It, it, it is pretty good. <laughs> You, do you make like a painful face, like you're like very a, painful, like, like it hurts like I to go, go through? I go, I go, oh, 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 and I do my best to like cry. <laughs> nice, because if I can squeeze out a tear while doing it, people like might vomit. Yeah, because if I, if I look like I'm in true pain, just and then do this, oh, uh-huh. wiggle it around in there. Because it's like it hurts to watch, but you can't look away. <laughs> yeah, Start like when you see it. that shit on TV. <laughs> Like when you see the dude, when you see the dude stabbed through his cheek, yep, and you're like, oh no, oh, mm-hmm. brutal. See, that's that's the only thing I regret is that I can't do parlor tricks with my holes. <laughs> but uh, yeah. well, see, when I first got my lip pierced, I remember going to Thanksgiving dinner, and uh, I was sitting there eating, and I didn't have the piercing. I had the piercing in. And I'm talking to my uncle, and my uncle looks at me, he's all like, if you take that out and eat some mashed potatoes, they're just going to squirt out like a little poop. (laughs) (laughs) Did you do it? No. No, it wouldn't have worked anyways. Man. My my uncle always had the best fucking zingers when it came to, like, my personal body choices. Uh Uh-huh. When when I got the the lip ring, another thing he said was, he's all like, bad fishing accident. (laughs) And just, like, kept walking by. I'm like, I'm like sweet burn old man mm-hmm. <laughs> sweet burn mm-hmm. well uh yeah i never uh i i never like got into piercings for whatever reason i don't know why <laughs> they all seemed the all the piercing piercings all the piercings that i thought uh, about getting all the piercings that i wanted to get were too brutal they all seemed too like too douchey because, like what did you want? Because I was never, I was never like the like the brutal hardcore to where I would have been like, you know, like like nose piercing. I don't think is my style. And then like like lip piercings or like eyebrow piercings are like too douchey. Like I think, on me at least, like it just seems a little, uh, you know. I mean, in 2017, I would be like. Yeah, that's kind of douchey. But in you know 2004, I would have been like, "That's gay." <laughs> Seems a little gay, right? I mean, yeah, but that's that's can't say that. You're out of high school. Can't let's, say that let, anymore. Let's look at like 99. Yeah, still, like, I mean, I, I bring it up because I thought about it. Obviously, I thought about getting my eyebrow pierced because I was like, "What would I do? Oh, would I, get pierced? I never thought of that. That's yeah. the douchey one there." Yeah, and then I was like, "Why would I do that? Why would I even have that on my face?" Because I wanted like I wanted a piercing, but I didn't want like a regular piercing. And then I just every every single one that I thought of was like that's dumb, that's stupid. And then like the tongue piercing, everyone had their tongue pierced. So I was like, I'm not gonna get my tongue pierced. What's the point of that? 
Fuck no. It seems like a mess. Why would I want to have that in my mouth? Now, 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 now see, the, the type of people we are, uh, when we were younger, we got into a lot of fights. Yeah. A lot of physical altercations, uh-huh. if you will. Uh-huh. Whether they were um, backyard wrestling matches <laughs> yeah, or, if, or street if, fights. If they, if they were for fun or uh, for survival or... Uh-huh. Be just being a douchebag, yeah, um, or for a, or for a hot dog, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, taking somebody's shoes, uh-huh. a boy's one of your homies' shoes, but nonetheless, you push him over and take his shoes, and you get a little physical because he wants his shoes back, and mm-hmm. you, you just punk him out and tell him to suck a dick, and yeah, you cu- you kind of come back and do the same thing later with the other shoe, and- yeah, or because someone threw a full soda across the quad and it you know hit someone's girlfriend, and then you're like, hey man. What the fuck, bro? And then he's like, fuck you. I don't give a fuck because I'm a dumb kid. And then you just started, <laughs> bing, 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 bing. Yeah, then you just started hitting each other softly. <laughs> Kill, killing, right. killing me softly is the theme song of childhood fights because you can't really hit each other. <laughs> Whoa, dude. I, I was booted in the mouth with steel toe boots because I let somebody get up. Okay, yeah. You can you, you can hurt each other him, like that. Had him in a chokehold. And- but when you're going so, f- fisticuffs. Okay, anyway, yeah. So God damn it. a lot of violence... In the childhood, and oh, that's okay. why. Okay, um, that's one of the reasons I kind of got rid of my piercings. Yeah, being able, my lip wearing wasn't too hard. I could, I could spit it out because I never kept a in it, so it was just like the, the open ended ring. Yeah, uh, thankfully I've never swallowed one. <laughs> uh, but my nose ring was a little more difficult to get out, and I got hit in the nose a couple of times with the ring in, and I'll tell you what, man. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Does that hurt? <laughs> Man, I bet. Well, see, I'm a big nose. I'm a big nose picker. So when it first got pierced, I would forget. And I'm like sitting at a volunteer camp in Mississippi when I got it pierced. And I'm eating dinner with, you know, a couple hundred other people in this big auditorium. Uh-huh. And, and everybody's kind of, you know, just talking quietly. And, I'll, and I'm eating dinner and I go in to pick my nose or clear something out and forget that I just had it pierced three days ago. Uh, and, sh- and straight ram the finger right into the piercings. Be a bam and go. Oh, <laughs> and you would hear people across the auditorium just go, get your fucking finger out of your nose, Bill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean, piercings are far more something to deal with than a tattoo in my eyes. Yeah, that's maybe that's because as soon as this is done, I'm done with it. I'm not concerned with what it does anymore. Yeah, it's not gonna hurt me anymore. You don't have to take it, it off or take it out. <laughs> these are fucking holes in my body that are never going away. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. you got extra orifices, and it looks funny because right here, right on my lower lip where I had my piercing, I've got this little, little tuft of hair, and the tuft of hair kind of hides it. But that hole and the scarring fucking around the hole from me fucking it up so much doesn't, is so fucking apparent. And it doesn't grow like, hair anymore. So <laughs> Yeah, you're, it grows one hair out of the hole, but I pluck it because it's super gross and it hurts. Oh, yeah. Because it comes straight the fuck out, dude. It's like a beast. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all way right? thicker than the other ones. <laughs> old man problems. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're a million years old. So it's super obvious that my lip has been pierced. You know, yeah. and badly at that yeah. and fucked with. See? So That's why I don't fuck with piercings, man. Yeah. My nose my nose you can't see. And that's a cartilage punch. It's not it's not what most people do when they get them their septum is if you grab right here and pull the pull your nose down, uh-huh. 
there's that little piece of skin that is caused in between the cartilage and the bridge of your nose. Yeah, I feel it. And that's where people will normally get pierced. Uh huh. I had a 10 punched out of my actual cartilage. Oy. I didn't have a piercing. It, I had a punch. It pink. Ow. Then, yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now my buddy, my buddy who went to watch it, like, like the guy puts fucking starts putting paper towels all over me before he gets into it. Oh no. And I, and I, and I look up at him and I'm all like, well, uh, what's going on here? So, well, well, a lot of people bleed really bad out of their nose. So <laughs> I'm just taking precautions, you know? Wow. And I'm like, I'm like word. Uh-huh. So he, so he like gets there and he, he bams it through and, and I, I, I don't even yell. I just kind of like cringe, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, ah, oh, it, the aftermath hurt far more than the actual piercing itself. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I think maybe a drop of blood came out and my buddy who was standing there was like, dude, that just puts you on like number three of my badass list. Uh. <laughs> I'm all like, I thought to myself, who the fuck's number one and who the fuck's number two yeah. and what have they done? <laughs> <laughs> Probably got bigger chunks of their cartilage fucking plugged out of their nose. That's insane. But, uh, so yeah, come to find afterwards, uh, getting getting a cartilage punch, especially at a ten, is essentially getting your nose broken severely. Nice is how it feels. Nice. So I'm like, cool. My nose is broken, been been broken <laughs> severely. You're like, hey, I'm doing this volunteer work in Mississippi. <laughs> you know what would be great? If I could have a broken nose right now, <laughs> <laughs> right? Stab it. Go ahead and punch it. And then, and then just jab my finger in there. Yeah. And for like the following weeks. Think and flick it and, and always hit it. Always hit it with stuff. Every, every time you drink that, that Anheuser-Busch canned water, it would fucking hit your nose. It, it would. It would. I knew. I know it. Good, good thing I wasn't doing cocaine anymore. Uh-huh. Cocaine. Or that might have helped, actually. No, because I'd get cocaine lodged in the thing and then it'd just sit there. Yeah, it'd numb it up. <laughs> and it just sound fun no it doesn't the hole would get so dirty mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With all the dust of the cocaine the cocaine 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 all right no well drugs. i think that's a great uh that's a great note to leave on cocaine <laughs> <laughs> so so i i think i'm gonna go get some tattoos at this festival word what's the name of this festival again papers over there the papers right here. Here's the paper. Yeah. Uh, it is the 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 small yet large galactically intertwined perception of progression with the information of ink being flowed upon people's skin. It's just skin. Don't worry. Festival of a good time. <laughs> Ricky Ticky Tang Tang, go get a tat. Natural Habitat Recordings.